and good afternoon, friend. Thank you so much for joining me on this beautiful afternoon. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church, South Africa. Well, friend, as we continue on our journey of friendship, we must consider both the good and the bad sides of friendship. Now, when you read the story of Job, you see that this is a very good story to learn a lot about friendship. And we'll actually be looking at this in more than one way throughout this week. But Job had four very close friends that came to him when his life basically fell apart, when everything went wrong. These friends came onto him. Now, three of them arrived at first, and then somewhere in the story, the Bible doesn't say, but the fourth one came later. And they stayed with him throughout this whole time, and in the, in the beginning, they even wept with him and for his suffering. And you can read this in Job chapter 2, verse 11 to verse 13. And the Bible says, Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come upon him, they came each from his own place, Eliphaz the Tamanite, Baldad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite. And they made an appointment together to come to show sympathy and comfort him. And when they saw him from a distance, they did not recognize him. And they raised their voices and wept. And they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads towards heaven. And they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights. And none of them spoke a word, for they saw that his suffering was very great. Now, Elihu was the fourth friend that came later. And Elihu, interesting enough, was the youngest of all the friends and also the wisest. And he was the only one whom God was not angry with. So when you read through the story of Job and you get to the portion where Elihu starts to speak, you'll see that he speaks not just truth in the word, but also truth in the spirit of God. Now, if these friends, the other friends, were so faithful to Job and they showed such sympathy, it was clear that they actually cared about Job because they came, each one of them, they made an appointment to come to Job as soon as they heard of what happened. The question is, why was God so angry with them? Because right at the book, at the end of the book of Job, you see that God is very angry with these three friend, friends, all three of them except for Elihu, the fourth one. In Job 42 verse 7, the Bible says, After the Lord had spoken these words to Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Tamanite, My anger burns against you and against your two friends. For you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. And God actually said to them that they must bring an offering to Job and that Job must act as a priest and intercede for them and pray that God will forgive them. And then they did it and God did forgive the, the Job's three friends. Now when I read this portion of scripture, I wondered how many times God has been angry at me for being a bad friend to others. But in order for us to understand why, you know, for, or why, or in order for us not to do the same as these friends had done, we need to understand why God was angry with them. Now the word that God uses or the reason that God gives is he says that you have not spoken of me what is right 
as my servant Job has. Now what does God mean by that? What does he say when he's saying that they did not speak of him right? What is right? Now Job's free friends try to help Job by seeking for the reason for his suffering. I guess that in some way they they thought that if they could find a reason, they would be able to find a solution, which is many times the case while we seek reason behind why things happen so that we can fix them. But you see that these friends, they actually, instead of helping him, they came into trouble with God because they did not rightfully represent God's character to Job. They tried to speak on behalf of God to give reasons for Job's suffering, but these words were not in alignment with God's heart for Job. They accused Job of sin and iniquity. They basically said to Job that he had it coming, that he deserved or he must have deserved this punishment. What other reason would there be? God is not unjust. He would not just judge Job for no reason. So instead of comforting Job, they condemned him and took the place of the accuser. And the accuser is Satan. Satan's name actually means the accuser, the one that stands against. And you can see that in the beginning of the book of Job, Satan comes and he actually accuses Job. He says that Job, well, God, Job only serves you because you protect him and you give him stuff. So this was the accusation. And on the other side, Job's three friends came and they accused him of sin, of failure, of iniquity. And you see, friend, the whole situation with throughout from the beginning to the end, they, these three friends, they did not represent God. They were actually representing Satan. And they meant well, but their meaning, but in their well meaning, they actually did more harm. They, they, they were evil. They were standing in the place of evil. Now listen to one short extraction from one of the friends so far, and what he says to Job, and you can see that this is so far removed from God's love and God's heart. And though he means well in speaking truth, and what he said was not wrong in general, but this was not the situation that Job was in. But these three friends, they tried to apply God's theology, truth, without God's love and without God's compassion. And in Job 11 verse 1 to 6, the Bible says, Then Zophar the Namathite answered and said, Should a multitude of words go unanswered? And the man full of talk be judged right? Should your babble silence men, and when you mock, shall no one shame you? For you say, My doctrine is pure, and I am clean in God's eyes. But oh, that God would speak and open his lips to you, and that he would tell you the secrets of wisdom. For he is manifold in understanding. Know then that God exacts of you less than you than your guilt deserves. So what he was actually saying to Job is that you talk a lot and you think that you are righteous, but you are not, Job. And that actually this punishment that God has given to you, you actually deserve more than this. God is being gracious to you by only destroying everything and taking your, almost taking your life, but taking everything else from you. And you can see that just in the small piece of of portion in the book of Job, that there is 
this great accusation that is flung at Job. And there is this this almost anger, this righteous anger, or well, not really righteous, but they think it's righteous anger. This seemingly religious accusation that, oh, Job, you deserve this. This is why this is happening to you. You need to repent of what you have done wrong. Stop lying to us. Now, in this, there is a great lesson to learn here, friend. You see that God was angry at these men because they were not true friends to Job. A godly friend is not one that speaks opinion to you, but rather gives you the truth of God in love. A godly friend is a person who brings to you the mind and the heart of God and not his own. A true friend covers sin and gives grace. Now these friends of Job, they were not godly friends. Yes, they knew a lot about God, and yes, they had good theology, but their hearts were far removed from the heart of God. And therefore God was angry with them. They failed to love as God loves. They wanted to judge Job without mercy, and they sought to condemn him instead of interceding for him. What they should have done is what Job did for his children, is that when he saw, he thought that they might have sinned, that they might have failed in the beginning of the book of Job, you read about this, that he would go and intercede for them and sacrifice an offering on their behalf so that their sins would be covered. And this is what Job's friends should have done. But instead, they wanted to expose him. They wanted to to make his sin known, to make him guilty, to prove to him that he has, has sinned, that he is wrong. And therefore, they took the place of the accuser. And friend, this is something that we need to learn. That yes, we can be friends that are compassionate, friends that care about people. But if we do not give them God, we are not godly friends. And therefore God was angry with these three people. They failed to love as God loves. And this is the valuable lesson for us. That as a friend your job is to speak God's heart. To speak love and to give love and to speak truth and to build and not destroy. If you speak lies, good or bad, you are an evil friend. And you can be sure that God is angry at your lies. And these can be good things and bad things. Oh, you know what? It's okay if you do that. God understands your situation. You know, you can just continue in your sin. No, you are being an evil friend. A true friend will give you the truth in love. A true friend will say, well, I understand the situation that you are in. And I understand the pressure that you are under to do this. But this is not God's will. And this is not God's heart. And I know that it's hard for you and I'm praying with you and I'm standing with you and I will be there to help you if you need me. But just know that this is not the right thing to do. That is a godly friend, a friend that can speak up and will give you truth in love when it is needed. And then on the other side, you can also be an evil friend that just outright speaks bad like Job's friends. Yeah, you deserve this. You did bad. God hates you. You know, God is going, God is punishing you for what you have done and so forth. Now, obviously, we know that that is far removed from God's heart. So, friend, as a friend, do not try to speak words on behalf of God if they do not represent his heart and character of grace. And do not condemn 
and do not judge, but rather pray and love and care and give grace. Cover sin in love, give grace, and always, always, always love as God loves you. For God is a true friend, and therefore you can be a true and godly friend to others. Well, thank you so much for listening today, friend. May you have a wonderful day the rest of the day. May God teach us how to be godly friends. May God be pleased with our friendship. And as always, may God bless you.